Welcome to the J Train Podcast. It's J Train Jared Free coming live from the Southern Quarantine Cabin in Boca. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say every episode, let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this show because it is a user generated show. You send the emails, I answer the emails with my fabulous guests. And then you get the haz. See how that works? It's like a tennis match. We serve, you serve us, we hit it back. You serve us, we hit it back. That's right. And people, if you're listening right now, that means you're a fan or you're new. If you're new, here's how it works. Here's how you pay for the podcast. You support the sponsors. You share on your Instagram stories. You uh, tell a friend. The group chat. Send the link to someone. You, we answer so many different questions here. Today, we have a, just a, a treasure trove of questions. So something we're talking about will relate to you and your life or someone you're dealing with, and that is who you should be sending it to. That's how the podcast grows. I don't got a billboard. I don't got commercials on the evening news. I got you and your big mouth. So keep spreading the word, and that's how it works. And I'm on the road. People. Cincinnati, Ohio. That's right. This weekend. Is it is Cincinnati? Yeah, that's in Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, I'm coming to you. Then I'm coming to West Nyack. I'm coming to Philly. 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 That's going to be a big show. I'm coming to Oxnard, California. That's right, people. I get so many messages. L.A., Orange County, L.A. Come on. When are you coming to L.A.? J-Train's coming. Oxnard, California, Brea, California, Los Angeles, California. That's uh, that's coming up next month. Uh, it came in late, so and it came in late, and here's why. They they go, eh, maybe we'll have him. We'll see how he does because I'm not an LA guy. I'm not from there. Oh, uh, you know, he's an internet guy. He yells at the Bachelor. We'll see what he's all about. Well, that means you got a show. So let's you know if you're enjoying this show and you enjoy this podcast and you've been on that LA you know, um, that L.A. song, keep singing it and sing it to your group chat. Oxnard, Brea, Los Angeles, Sacramento, Hartford, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Omaha, Columbus, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. I'm all hopped up because I'm so excited. It's a, a, a fan favorite, a me favorite, a hilarious comic, Netflix, go check out the special. I mean, so hilarious, and I need you all to go see her live because it is the most fun you will have. Yamanika Saunders, thank you for coming on. I'm ready to talk about what you know I'm ready to talk about. I... <laughs> so, Yamanika, ever go follow Yamanika immediately. She's got a YouTube show every Friday night. Um, every Friday night on YouTube. Hilarious so far. It's so good to have you. I know, listen, we're starting. We might be starting at a 10 and going to a 20. Um, I, yeah. po- I posted a... As you guys know, I'm the board lord, and I posted a review. Everyone sends me, DMs me, and I'm sure you get this too, Yamanika. If you talk about something a lot, someone's like, you got to see this. So I get sent 30,000 DMs that this person is making a charcuterie ball to drop at midnight. And I looked at it, and I was like, this thing is... Horrible. This is an accident waiting to happen. It's mm-hmm. a it's a it's gross. It's a weapon. Mm-hmm. I don't know who these people are that are making these charcuters. Many mm-hmm. of them look like they just left the local supermarket in the middle of America and mm-hmm. you know and and brought these home in this in the station wagon. And I come in and make fun of it with 
again, when we make fun of something, it's never to like make someone feel bad. It's about we're gonna make fun of someone. We're gonna call it. We're truth tellers. I'm a I'm a truth teller. I'm a bored truth teller. Now Yamanika came in. You saw this thing, mm-hmm. this this atrocity, and mm-hmm. you were like, and you were like, I'm in too. Screw this, I, and now yeah, go. Absolutely not. Here's the thing. I think what I said was that it was. I felt sorry for anybody who had to eat it because I know they got. <laughs> And I may or may not have called her a bird. Now, what what I will say is this: people did come in. I don't know why my comment. Now, granted, with a with a little bit, of, we're gonna bring a little bit of race in here for a second. Bring it <clears> in. Not the brand here, but mm. it's always uh, some white woman that feels attacked when a black woman says something to her, and then everybody comes charging in. Like I, I said, the worst thing in the world. Some guy typed in. You don't know what this woman's done for society. She's adopted 11 children or some shit like that. She had seven babies mm. and and rode in with Santa Claus to pick up five more kids as he went down the chimney. <laughs> and, and none of these things, like, I'm not negating the fact that this woman might be amazing or beautiful or mm. talented, or whatever she is. But the woman is nasty. The woman <laughs> puts her hands on every piece of meat, every piece of cheese, every toothpick, everything there. She was touching shit she didn't even have to touch just so she could keep touching shit. It, yes, I agree. And also to get it, here's the thing, to get the cheese or meat off of the ball, you need mm-hmm. leverage. So that means you have to take your hands, push it against the ball to pull off the toothpick off the ball. And it's and here's the thing, you can be a good person who makes a gross board. Both can be true. And this is what the internet does. And I And I told you before we started taping, what happens with these board lord videos is it gets outside of the people who follow and maybe the friend of the people who follows. Now we're in the and this is the problem with the world. It's like they come in and they try to find moral high ground. They go, "She's adopted a thousand kids." It's like, "Yeah, and she made a a, a stupid fucking board." And and yeah. I would tell her to her face. I would go, "What are we doing, lady?" I want to tell her to her face. It's gotten so crazy. I want to tell her to her face. Here's a, here's a reality. She adopted a thousand children. She also made a thousand children sick. I'm sure they ate off that board. <laughs> so who are we calling CPS on? Me or her? Yeah. You understand? Listen. And 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 it's it's about the world's getting so crazy with being so overly sensitive. Mm-hmm. There's certain things where you go, you know what? It's an attack. Some of the shit is also like it's just hilarious. You think this woman has? She has a, a, a humongous kitchen. She got enough money to adopt all of the Jackson Five. <laughs> Do you think she's worried about somebody saying that she's gross? No, she, she doesn't care. Gross. She knows she's gross. Yeah, this is, I mean, it is, and it's so frustrating because it's people who want to feel, they want to pat themselves on the back. So they want to go, you, we see this at stand-up shows all the time where it's like, I am a mother. And it's like, yeah, yeah then go be yeah. a fucking mother. I don't give a shit. I'm making jokes. We're laughing here. It's um. I just started doing this joke about an f- experience I had actually coming when I was in Boca. Mm. Shout out to Boca Raton. If I never go to Boca, see, <laughs> yeah, I, gonna... I, I see we're there. I if I never go to like is you talk about something. Not only did I scratch it off my list of places, <laughs> like I, I went, like I I took the piece of paper like Inspector Gadget. And I let it self-destruct after 30 seconds. I never want to step a pinky toe in Boca. 
Well, the equivalent would be me going, my parents live in Boca. How could you say? It's like, how dare you? It's like, no, we're talking about two different things. And listen, Yum, you come back to Boca. I'm coming with you. You're coming over the house. We're going swimming. We're going to make sure you have a good time in Boca. I'm going to show you the bagel place. I'm going to show you the, the, you know, we're going to go to the restaurant. My mom's going to scream. It's freezing. We're going to have... The Boca time, but I can understand that someone could also come here and go, fuck that place. Boca. I had yeah. such a horrible experience, and um, I, I will say this. There were some fun people there. I will say that. Absolutely. Um, but the Boca is not for me. And then I had to fly out of Fort Lauderdale. I flew from Fort Lauderdale to Newark. I, I normally fly in and out of JFK, but there was a... Uh, uh, one of, the, one of the flights had an empty seat. All the flights were packed, packed, packed. Mm-hmm. And I was able to find a, a flight that had a premium seat that had nobody sitting next to it. So, and it just okay. happened to be going to New Jersey. So I was like, let me just take it to Newark and just do my thing. I get on a flight. There's a mm-hmm. woman behind me. She's a mother. I don't even realize that she's a mother until maybe 20 minutes or 30 minutes into the flight because she has, from the start of the flight, from the time I sat down, there was somebody kicking my chair and I thought it was her. I thought oh, she God. had this leg syndrome. I find out 20 minutes into the flight that she's holding a baby and the baby kicks my chair the entire flight. And she does absolutely hey. nothing about it. It was very uncomfortable. I can feel this kid's fucking toes on my spine. <laughs> the, it was no reason for her not to turn the kid, not to, or apologize to me. I'm so sorry. I have said this on this podcast or versions of this podcast before the Newark airport. I tried it. The first thing I noticed was it's very suburban. The mm-hmm. people that go there do not live arm in arm, like shoulder to shoulder with people. They are not city people. They are very much get out of my way. It's my family Move it or lose it, sister. And you're like, and I noticed it. Within five seconds, and it was like everyone with like every hockey mom with a 10 year old who doesn't give a fuck about the next person is like, we're going out of Newark. And I, the minute you said as a baby, yeah, of course, that's what happens on the flight to Newark. It was the baby, I, I, the baby must have had, I don't know, it was weird because (laughs) I felt the baby's toes. But also yes. felt the baby's shoes. So I don't know the baby was that's how hard the baby was thinking <laughs> that he was kicking his toe through his own damn shoe to kick I, you through to my seat. I mean, the kid is gonna be playing for Manchester United with that foot. I had I, to. <laughs> and I said, I said, and then I didn't know. I said, well, I don't know why the baby got on shoes. Cause mm. would you know, and then I thought, well, maybe the baby got uh palsy. You know what I mean? Because then he got Something's the going on. You know what I mean? So I said, yeah. don't turn around and say nothing to no kid that got the paws. So I, the whole flight, I let this nigga kick my chair. And then when I turned around, I found, because I thought he had the sticks on the side, the whole thing, right? I turn around, this kid just has on shoes. There's no reason for the kid to have shoes. And I said, I cannot he's say got, to he's got steel. He's got steel toe Tim's on. He's like, what? No. <laughs> the kid was kicking for his, for his life. And I said, listen, uh, there's no way I can say anything to David Beckham Jr. and his mother because the reality is, it's the real reality. I'm not a mother, Jared. And you know how how people get when you're not a part of their group and you try to make up. So everybody's going to go, you're not a mother. 
You don't know how hard it is to yeah, hold yeah. a baby and keep a baby. And it's like, oh, I don't have to be a fucking mother to know that you. it doesn't take that much to stop a kid from kicking the seat of a person for a two and a half hour flight, bitch. It's the lowest hanging fruit of ways to elevate yourself. Because, yeah, you know what they, you know, you know, they don't even check IDs to become a mother. You can be. Oh, that's, uh, it, that's it. That's it. So, Everybody needs to take a test. But you don't know how hard it is, is insane. Because I hate when people say that because it's like, we all know how hard it is in something. Right. And there's levels of hard, of course. There's level, you know, me comparing how difficult it was to, you know, to eat a bunch of hummus because it gives me stomach problems is different than the mother who has to take care of a kid. I get that. But the idea that you can have no opinion on a baby kicking your chair is crazy. It, it, you know what it is? It also boils down to like, the girl should not have been a mother. You understand? I took one good look at her and I was like, girl, there's a reason why you on this flight with a baby by yourself. Because the, the man you messing with is tired of you. Now, the process for me to adopt my cats mm. Okay, the amount of information, credibility I had to have, references, cash on demand, yeah. bank account statements. I remember calling my mother and telling my mother, you have to be you have to pretend to be two different people because I'm <laughs> gonna give them two different your both of your numbers and you gotta because they're gonna call you right now <laughs> and ask you what do you know about me and can I have animals now? What? And there's some bitch flying from fucking Fort Lauderdale <laughs> that had nobody ask her not no kind of thing. And she got a damn baby. What is the name of the cat? Brooklyn. And he over here now. I'm, uh, I'm just imagining your mom picking up. Hello. Oh, <laughs> yes. Brooklyn will be fine for you, Monica. Then she picks it up again. Hello. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Look at Brooklyn. Now, let me tell you something. Brooklyn wish he had got adopted into a different family. But I mean, unfortunately for him, my, no. credit, my credit rating said I can have him. I not fortunately for Brooklyn. I'm listen, I'm so pumped you're here. You and Brooklyn are here. We're we're here. We're on the podcast. Everyone needs to go follow Yamanika immediately. Um, immediately at Yamanika Friday nights, she's doing a YouTube live and it's great. And everything Yamanika does is so funny. I'm so happy she's here and it warms my heart. There are people, you know, I'll get a text from Yam every now and again. That's like, I just met, you know, fans of the show and they were so fun and nice and awesome. That is the best feeling in the world. I love that. So I want everyone to go follow Yamanika. Life with Yamanika every Friday night. YouTube, YouTube, subscribe. That is like payment, people. Please. Subscribe. So here we go. You ready for the emails? Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here we go. I messed up, but so did he. Texting protocol before a first dating app date. Okay? You ready? I'm so ready. this person claims they posted on a, to, to a dating subreddit and it was absolutely crucified and it was extremely entertaining. I had no idea how divisive this topic would be. The post got nearly 200 comments, which were all over the place. Opinion wise, I'll just jump right in. So they're bringing it to the J train podcast after posting it on the, the subreddit. So I, they, this must be juicy. You ready? Mm -hmm. Last Wednesday, I 30 year old female matched with a guy, 34 year old man on a dating app. 
So last Wednesday, match on a dating app, 30 woman, 34 male. Fine. He got my number, and the next day he reached out to set up a date. He picked a bar in between us, and we planned to meet Monday at 7.30. I had not heard from him since then, so about four days, and assumed that meant the date was off. It was super cold that day in New York, and I figured neither one of us wanted to brave the harsh winter. Well, you know what they say about assuming? I got a text from him a few minutes after 7.30 saying he was inside the bar. I was shocked. I, Of course, I apologized profusely, but he was pretty curt with me, and it was obvious he wasn't going to give this a second chance. I completely understood and did not push on the issue. So here's the thing. If a date is on, I have always heard from the guy about uh, by around 5 p.m. day of, even if we had been texting the day prior. There is always a conversation. I personally never leave my house to meet anyone, including friends, unless I've spoken to them that day. The times a guy hasn't reached out to me day of, it has, uh, it has led to a blissfully implied cancellation with no hard feelings. It is, is it unreasonable of me to expect a text to confirm a date when no contact has been made in several days? Do people really leave their house without confirming plans? It just seems like a, such a gamble. I do feel terrible for wasting his time. I didn't reach out myself because I was secretly hoping it would, I was secretly hoping it would get canceled. This is kind of what I thought. We hadn't established any rapport when he didn't text by 7 p.m. I was ecstatic. I realized I could have confirmed myself, but I prefer when the guy takes the initiative first time meeting. Would love to hear your thoughts, even if you think I'm a big jerk. What do you think, Yamanika? I don't think <clears throat> I don't think she's a jerk at all. I think number one, going on a subreddit group. Don't go on a Reddit group with a bunch of stupid ass men who have a dumbass opinion about what women <laughs> are supposed to be doing. It's yeah. the, it's the dumbest thing because you got a bunch of stupid ass men running around thinking that a woman. Why didn't you call him? Why didn't you, listen? If he asked you to go on a date and he didn't follow up, that's on him. You don't have to apologize. You don't have to feel like an asshole. And fuck whether you wanted to, you secretly want the shit to be off. That was on him to follow up and see if you still wanted to do it, if you still was down. Who the hell does he think he is that he thinks his dick is that amazing or the, <laughs> the prospect of his fucking penis in your life is that amazing that he can go four days without a fucking conversation with you or confirm? Please. See, Yamanika, what I'm going to say, I am going to agree with you wholeheartedly for, with everything you said I'm going to agree with, but I think what, the way you spoke just now is a lesson to the emailer. I think there's, there's, there are diamonds being... You, that person should go back and listen to what you just said over and over again. You should be their Tony Robbins because it is... <laughs> Because it is the your perspective is the one she needs to attain to date. And what I mean by that, one, going to Reddit, huge mistake. That is a male, that, that is a, I, I would assume, I can, I can bet a lot of money on, that is a very male place. So, of course, this is going to be divisive. What Yamanika oh, is saying is- I can tell you, I got 17 subreddit groups just about me alone. <laughs> okay, it's, so- not, it's where guys who write manifestos when they can't get pussy go to die. So you you are not wrong, and I listen. I've been there, and I've I I actually don't like the idea of a Reddit. I I don't I don't even look there. I just don't even because it it just seems like the back alley of the internet that I don't want to get involved with. And that is saying that's to to Yamanika's point. The other thing I'll say is she never in her email admits that she was turned off by this behavior. The way what Yamanika just said, what you just said, the perspective you guys gave, you go. Fuck him. You want to be called the day of by a guy that's going to make you like you more. 
I'm listening. I'm listening. I, I'm listening. My doorman's calling. No, go ahead. I, but what I am saying is Yamanika just said to us, she goes, who is he to not confirm the date? Now, there might be someone out there going, I don't need the confirmation. I got the date. That's fine. A-OK with me. This is about taste. This person writing into us has taste, and that involves, and her taste is different from your taste is different from mine, but her taste is the same as yours, Yamanika. She said at the end of her email, she goes, I like it when a guy confirms the day of. Well, if that's the case, at 7 p.m., you have the right to say, I, I think she shouldn't, I don't think she had to confirm. I think she, the, if she was to do it again, she cancels on him. And she says, oh, hey, I'm not excited for this date. I kind of like it when a guy confirms with me. You didn't do that. I think we should call it off because this would be a waste of both of our time. Why I, not that? Uh, because l- let me say this. And also shout out to my doorman who I've told him, do not call me during this time <laughs> because he's a dumbass man. Now, let me say this, because I'm, I'm, I'm not on the attack of men, but I am older than a lot of the women who listen to you, so I'm, I'm sort of your godmother. This I don't right. want anybody calling me their auntie, because this is a new thing now. They're calling women. Don't call me your auntie unless I'm fucking your uncle. But I will take on <laughs> God, your fairy godmother, your fairy whatever. Now, Yamanika, you got to make that shirt. Don't call me your auntie unless I'm fucking your uncle. I want that shirt on your website immediately. I got yeah, to do I actually have to you do gotta. Oh, A lot of my fans are like, oh, you're my auntie because I'm, you know, like the kids love me. But it, it is. And I knew I was this is the type of person I knew I was going to grow into when I was five years old. So okay. it's not that I hate this. I knew I was going to be the type of woman. Yes. Uh, but here's the thing that's happening. And I've noticed it. And I'm noticing it the more, you know that I start watching the news and things that are going on. And because, you know, you and I, we do comedy and we also, mm. you know, do, do podcasts and we do YouTube stuff and videos. We have to be in tune with what's going on. And so I see a subtle shift. I've seen, I'm seeing a lot of the toxic masculinity that was presented in my generation. I'm generation X mm. and I see what it, what it became in, in the millennials. And I see now what is for this new generation, the Xerox copies or whatever the fuck they call these kids. <laughs> So, and it just, it, 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 it gets better and then it gets worse. And then it's the, the pendulum always swings when it swings, it swings it's crazy. Swing. And right now we're experiencing these young girls are experiencing this sort of archaic toxic masculinity, not from all guys, mm-hmm. but from the ones who present this kind of spirit, they are going overboard with it. And I want women to be very cautious of how you guys entertain it because it's very dangerous for you because mm-hmm. it, it putting in place for men to have this over entitlement, but also not put out anything. If you want to be a traditional man and have a traditional means of how you approach a woman and getting a date and getting this, then you have to be that traditional man all the way through and follow the guidelines. Back when men were courting women, back when the idea of a woman waiting for a man or being somewhat submissive and letting a man approach her was the thing. There was also protocols that men were doing. These men are half-assing. Yeah, he well, you're right. He asked her on a fucking date. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do the fucking follow-through that he should be doing based upon the type of man that he's trying to present himself to be totally. to the woman he wants her to be. Yeah, you're. that is a great point because it's not like... They met at, in Brooklyn and they exchanged their pronouns. He, you know, 
you know, they meet on a dating app. He asks her out. He does the old schoolish thing. And then the minute it was like another thing to do, he didn't do the other thing. But right. I, I, and I, I agree with that. But I do think when she says, she says, I assumed it was off. That is right. a way of not having taste in my mind. That is a way of, of absolving right. yourself of going, of, of saying, you know, because she wants these things to happen. I agree with her. I want things to happen. I want to be made feel good about a date too. But right. the minute right. you're not getting the thing you want, ta-ta, bye-bye, yeah. time to end it. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. This is already an all-time episode, Yamanika. I'm so happy you're here. Everyone hey, go follow. I, I, everyone go follow Yamanika at Yamanika on Instagram, YouTube, every Friday night, 10 p.m., live with Yamanika. So funny, so great. Okay, let's do this one. Quick question before a group trip. Okay. Long-time listener, love the show, love the new dating makeover on Spotify. Thank you. About to buy my tickets for your Philly show. Thank you. That's what it's all about. I've had a tumultuous history with one of my guy friends. A few years ago, he revealed that he really liked me. I had not thought of him romantically before, but I convinced myself into it because he is objectively attractive enough and we got along. We started to hook up and went on a couple of dates, but it became clear he did not want anything serious. He acted pretty cold and unkind. We had, then had a falling out. Things eventually smoothed over, and we decided to be friends again and unfortunately continued to hook up on and off for the next two years. As of now, we haven't hooked up in, a, in months, and he lives in a different city. Looking back, I know he would have been a good long-term... He would have been. I'm, I'm surprised you're saying this. Looking back, I know he would have been a good long-term match for me, but I still feel a bit hurt from the rejection. It also doesn't help that I haven't had many dating prospects since the whole thing began. We have a group trip coming up, and I guess my question is, um, how do I get over my pride so that it stings less to be around him? I want everyone to have fun, and I love when we all get together, but his, this, but his presence always makes me a bit anxious, self-conscious, and maybe even bitter. Would love some advice on this. Thanks. Yamanika, what do you think? I, I think she meant what he wouldn't make a prospect. No, she said, I, looking back, I know he would have been a good long-term match for me, but I still f feel hurt from the re rejection, yeah, so maybe he wouldn't. I think she did a typo. I think she. I think so too. And it, he, I've been in. This is a typical. Um, this is what I like to call filling up the glass and then pouring it out. Yeah, I. I you know what I mean? Like so. I know what you mean. Her glass is not full for this guy at all, and mm. he has forced himself into her glass. And yes. fill her up with the idea that he could be a good mate, good partner, good lover, good all these things, even though she does not want it. But she's left her glass empty for him to fill. Now that he has filled it, he because he's a filler, he just wants to do what most guys do is keep filling up glasses with his essence. Yeah. You understand? I, I understand it because it is it's frustrating. And that's why she's bitter. Like and she she wrote that she's yeah, bitter. She didn't like him. She, she like, lowered her standards to let him cross over her threshold when she should have had it up high. And a lot of girls do this because again, it's this idea that you know we keep hearing from guys 
Oh, you women, it's hard to be a man. You don't know how hard it is to approach a woman. You don't know how hard it is to be rejected. You don't, as if women don't have some form of rejection that they deal with or some sure. sort of whatever. And that there's not women also sacrificing themselves to put themselves out there for men. That's why you have so many girls out here now. Like, I proposed to him. Girl, please, do not get on your <laughs> fucking knees and go propose to a guy. I don't give a fuck how much we want equity as women. I don't give a fuck how much I'm a woman, hear me roar, how much I want to get paid the same. I want to do. I also want to be able to do the same thing as a man. Never get down on your fucking knees and propose to a man because at the fucking end of the day, you let a man, and I'm telling you this as a woman, who not only has been emotionally and mentally abused by men who I did not even like in the first fucking place. I had them tear my standards down. I had them tear me down. I had them insult me, call me all kinds of shit. I mean, I, I'm i telling you as a woman who's been there and has been hurt by niggas, I would have mm. never given a fucking time of day to, but I got caught in this trap as a woman that, oh, I should... I should be kinder. I should be nicer. I should give him a chance. Men don't give fucking chances to anything that they don't fucking want to give chances to. Stop being good Samaritans because you're not going to get the payback that you think you deserve. Now, you got a nigga you know you're better than who basically just you feel used because you didn't want to be with him in the first fucking place. And not only that, he got to fuck over your friendship, take you for uh, granted, treat you like shit, and he still gets to keep the friend base mm. because you're running around trying not to make things toxic. I yeah. say go in there and stir the fucking pot and go, listen, I got with this guy. Tell your friends. This is yeah. what happened with us, and now we have to decide. Is his ass going or is my ass going? <laughs> Give him the consequences. The, 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 oh, making yeah. this friend group. And because if you make this friend group comfortable, you're the only, I, I agree that she's the one tiptoeing yeah. in service of him. She needs, I, I mean, to go on this friend trip, she needs to let him know what, what went down. I mean, the, but how I'll give, tight I'll give friends him, are they, Jared? Because here's they're the not friends. Friend. How how tight a friend is this friend group? Because when I've had situations where I fuck with a friend in a friend mm. group, the all my friend friends, well, my they know who the fuck the fuck person is, whether it's me or whether it's that person. They all know, and everybody decides that they we come in together as friends and go. This is how we got to handle this because you two got into something together, and now we don't want it to be awkward as friends. Your friends mm. in that friend group should already fucking know what the deal is if they're your friends. Yeah. I think if I was to offer empathy for the guy, I, I used to call this like the billionaires problem, where mm -hmm. you're 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 like I got to make a billion dollars, you got to make a billion dollars, and then I'll be happier. I got to make a billion dollars, then I'll be happier. Then you get all the money in the world, and you realize the money wasn't going to make you happy ever. And I think that this is what this guy did. He had a friend. Uh, she's you know he sees her. He goes, why wouldn't I want to be with her? Why wouldn't I? And then he go just like the cup thing. I I think like, but the minute he says I don't want to be long term. Is the minute you have to like release this person because then they go. Fucked him by then. That's well, what I'm they, saying. But then they go he, to two years of hooking up on and off. That's what? where he's. What? That's where he's at the wrong. You know, I I can understand. You see a friend because friends with benefits. You go. Why yeah. wouldn't we just be more? We're friends. We're doing Karen, this. When you put your penis mm. inside of a woman mm -hmm. and you give her the essence of your. Creamy little middle there, okay? <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I call it when I, I go, there's my creamy little middle. <laughs> that's, 
How'd you know? Can you imagine you're fucking someone, the guy pulls out and he goes, creamy little middle time. <laughs> oh, look at the creamy little middle. Look. <laughs> if I just start calling myself the Boston cream. <laughs> All right, now you got to make sure it's called creamy little middle. Creamy little middle. <laughs> when here's, here's the point I'm trying to make because yeah. I can't go down this road anymore. I'm, Please, I'm not gonna be able to hold myself together. <laughs> when men have sex with women, the exchange yeah. men pick up women's energy in a different way than women pick up men's energy. And you mentioned this before, and, and I think it's a good point. It's a fair point. It's you. She went from not thinking about him, not having mm. any spiritual exchange with him at all. From him then having sex with her, him putting his energy into her, ejaculating into her, and then with women, especially if the sex is good or better, sometimes it's not even good. It's just better than you thought. Like, you're like, ew, this guy is gross. Uh, his sex is yeah. probably whack. And then he just does regular ass sex with you. And you're like, oh, you think it's spectacular, <laughs> right? And then she starts to fall for this guy because women connect through intimacy, through through touch. And guys don't connect through like that. Guys yeah. start to fall for a woman when it's like, oh, she brought me soup when I was sick. Oh, she listens to my bullshit when I'm down. She makes me feel like a king, a man. And women are like, oh, he made love to me. He looked into my eyes. The balance is all fucking off, and he wasted her time. And well, that's the that's the biggest, most important part. He yeah. wasted her time because she writes in her email. It also doesn't help that I haven't had many dating prospects since this whole thing happened. And and it's like, and she's saying she did two. They you know they haven't hooked up in months, which is very you know not a lot of time. And they did this for two years. I think she has to have a breakup with him. I think you're right. I think it has to be if you go on this friend group thing. If you go, I mean, even an option is not going, but I think calling him and having it out and having a breakup, it didn't end because he didn't want long-term. It ended because you're not a good match. She's saying, you know, she's saying, oh, he ended it because of long-term. No, you need to have an ending yourself. You need to be able to go to this guy and go, hey. Well, it, 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 first of all, it sounded like it never started because he never gave her any legitimacy. And this is what I want women to understand. Mm. We have to protect our own, and I speak to myself when I say this, we have to protect our own boundaries because once you get involved with the guy that you already see the red flags or there's something, trust yourselves. Well, you know, a lot of times women go with this whole thing of like, because you hear these stories where it was like, oh, I didn't like him at first. And then I gave him a chance. No, that mm. shit is far and few between. That's those things are flukes when stuff like that happens. Trust your first mind because your subconscious did not because she goes, he looks good. Right. Based upon the aesthetics of what's supposed to look good. Well, she <laughs> she she explains it as he's objectively attractive enough objectively and we got along. It's like you bet you 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 want better than got along. I I I think trust is a big part of this because again, they they things eventually smoothed over. We decided to be friends again and unfortunately continue to hook up on and off for the next two years. He and smoothed of, over. He did. And then as of now, we haven't hooked up in months. So, but that means it has the door hasn't been closed. That's why she's anxious. That's why she's she doesn't trust herself. She doesn't trust that she's not going to fall back on the on the merry-go-round again. 
listen to me. There's a thing called narcissistic personality disorder. Guys, mm. know I'm, I'm an advocate of getting the news out about that because I was bamboozled by somebody who suffers from narcissistic personality disorder. It is very important for you to understand that people like that will love bomb you. And that's what he was doing. He, he pursued her. He, if you have the wherewithal in yourself to look at mm -hmm. somebody and say, this is somebody that I need in my life and pursue them and then not have any caution or care when you finally get access to them, it makes you a dick and he doesn't need any empathy. I, and, and that would be what, whether it was a woman that did mm. that or a man, because women can be uh, can suffer from narcissistic personality disorder as well. But we're talking about a guy in this case. Yes, we, this, this woman is situational. under a fucking trauma bond because now she's connected to a guy she should have never been connected to, and because he has given you these ups and downs, and you keep chasing this initial feeling that he gave you when he was chasing and pursuing and mm. love bombing you, you keep running for that and you're going to get it no matter what. So now you keep getting it in the crumbs of him hooking up with you every now and then. What you need to do is you need to get closure from yourself for yourself that he's mm -hmm. probably not going to give you. You need to go to your friends. You need to say, listen, the, I'm not comfortable with how this situation went down. I am, you guys want to be friends with him. That's totally fine. What I would like for you guys to do is not invite me to anything that he will be in attendance because I am not friends with him any longer. And that's what you guys have to do. You guys have to separate. The friends have to choose sides. Maybe they'll do something with him every now and then. And maybe they'll do something with you every now and then. But something tells me that if you really let your friends know what the fuck is going down and you're honest about your feelings, fuck him. Mm. You might be surprised how many of them friends are his go, you know what? I like her better. It's or if they choose him over you, then go get new fucking friends. It was consequences. The J Train Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We've talked about online therapy on the show before, and now BetterHelp wants to discuss some of the stigmas around mental health. First off, it's not for crazy people. It doesn't mean something's wrong with you. Talking to a therapist is a positive way to process your life. I'm going to tell you right now, I love that this is making it easier, um, both you know, just physically and financially to go and get some some help and get some perspective and get some uh, a, a, a professional to talk with because there's so much head trash that gets in the way. There's so much, ah, I'll do it tomorrow. I don't know who to go to. Do I Google it? Do I, what is even the process? I don't want to wait in the waiting room. I don't want to go and spend hours out of my day. I don't have the money. This is something that took out the middleman and the middleman is the building. The, the physical structure gets you right to there. Just like going to the gym or the dentist, we should be caring for our mental health as much as our physical health. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under, under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash jtrain. 
That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash J-Train. And check out BetterHelp's new podcast, Getting Better, Stories of Mental Health. Hear Megan Trainer open up about motherhood or how NBA Hall of Famer Chris Bosh tames anxiety. Find Better Getting Better on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else you get podcasts. The J Train Podcast is thrilled to welcome our new sponsor, Fume. It's 2022 and January is all about positive change. And for many, quitting smoking is at the top of the list. Quitting smoking, that's hard. Quitting anything's hard. Creating a new habit is hard. And it's all about figuring out your way to get there. And Fume might be that way for you. Fume is the safe way to quit smoking. Handcrafted in Canada, Fume's wooden inhaler is made to comfortably replace the hand-to-mouth habit. I, you know, they sent it to me. I'm not a smoker, but I got it right away. Just the idea that you could have it in your hand. And all you got to do is simply insert one of their non-addictive flavored cores Each core is infused with 100% plants like peppermint and cinnamon. It's aromatherapy in an inhaler. There's no smoke, no vape, and no nicotine to worry about. Designed to reduce your cravings for smokes, Fume offers over a dozen unique flavors like cozy cozy chai, peppermint, and black pepper. Yeah, they sent this to me. I tried it. It's pretty cool. It's, It's nice that, you know, there are acknowledging this is a mental struggle as well and for some people it might be just having that stick in your hand and i tried the cinnamon it was uh it was pretty cool i gotta say so their best-selling flavor uh conquer gives you a nice earthy and minty sensation it's a new year if you're thinking about quitting or reducing smoking get fume right now fume is running their smoke-free january sale get 20 20 percent off their most popular cores for quitting and as a listener of the j train they're giving you an extra 10 percent off your entire order when you use code j train just head to breathefume.com slash j train use code j train at checkout and save an additional 10 percent that's breathe Breathefum.com slash JTrain. Use code JTrain. Kick off the new year right and make this January a smoke-free January. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Yamanika Saunders. At Yamanika. Go follow. Get involved. Go see her live. Amazing. I love a lifestyle question. You ready? I love mm. a lifestyle question. Bachelorette party lifestyle question. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> J Train lifestyle question here. I'm invited to a bachelorette slash bachelor combined. I'm already annoyed. I'm already uh, eye rolls all around here on the J Train podcast. Um, Bachelor slash bachelorette party combined in the Dominican Republic in a few weeks. For background, I'm in the wedding and I'm quite close to the bride. Obviously, the current COVID environment is tricky. What worries me the most is we need to get tests before leaving the DR to reenter the United States. If you test positive in the DR, apparently you have to be moved to a government quarantine facility, which sounds grim to say the least. Given most of the wedding party is coming from the NYC area, I'm thinking the chances of one of us either brings COVID to the DR and affects the rest of the group or someone gets COVID uh, there is really, really uh, or someone gets COVID there is really, really high. The idea of ending up in some government quarantine in a different country is making me super anxious. So what's the move here? Do I tell her I'm not comfortable going? And if so, how do I word that? Do I try to suggest to her that we change the plans for the whole group? FYI, the bride is the one planning since her maid of honor is still in college. 
Uh, I knew this was going to be young. I knew it. It's significantly younger than the rest of us. Oh, okay. Well, what do you think, Yamanika? Well, the fact that her maid of honor, unless it's her sister, that maid of honor is her friend. That means she's also immature. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't yeah, I would assume it's it's got to be the sister if it's significantly younger than us. Yeah, I, I would assume. Maybe yeah. you talk to the maid of honor. I, I think like having a ch- and but the maid of honor is who's still in college ain't going to understand you're she's gonna go we can spend extra time in the dr you're gonna go oh fuck you know <laughs> facts here, also here, here's the fun, here's the real funny thing it's people this whole covid thing and people in quarantine and all this stuff i've i've had friends that i've had to distance myself from mm. because i'm somebody who i wear both my masks I, I don't want you hugging me. I don't want you doing all that stuff. I was wearing a hazmat suit. If you couldn't understand why I felt uncomfortable because of the situation we were in, then you were somebody I didn't want in my life. I had people that tried to force hugs on me. I had people try to force all kinds of shit on me and I'm and go, oh, I'm vaccinated. I, it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated. You can still carry the coronavirus. So what I think this young lady should do is, and I'm telling you this is, as your auntie, not your godmother. <laughs> no, your godmother. Uh, your godmother. Yeah, you're not fucking her uncle. When we don't protect ourselves, that's when we have the most problems. Yeah. You gotta, if that's how you feel, you should come to her and you should say, listen, I would love, I'm so, I'm honored to be a part of your wedding party. I can't wait for the wedding. I can't wait to do all this. I would love, I wish this wedding, this bachelorette slash bachelor combo, which I understand a little bit better now because they're going somewhere else. I, I kind of get it. I can, um, I can get it. You know what I mean? I, 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 I wish it was somewhere else. What's bothering me and what's not going to allow me to have a good time when I should be having a good time with one of my closest friends who I'm going to celebrate her love and her marriage with is that, if I get COVID, my whole situation is going to be ruined and I can't. I got to work. I got people who mm-hmm. can understand somebody not wanting to risk being in the DR for 90 days or however many extra weeks in a government facility. And and you're not. No, I can't. We, do it. What the what the virus, what the coronavirus has revealed. And I, I agree with what you're saying is the where's your empathy at? Where's your compassion? Are, are you, can you understand nuance and context? Like, to me, she's not being unreasonable. She's saying there's a good chance, especially with Omicron, being – and, you know, I'm sitting here going, listen, I have my feelings on Omicron, and you have your feelings on it, and we have to and, – and if you said, I don't want a hug, I go, I get it. I totally understand that. That That is called being a friend and having empathy for how someone else is going to feel about these things. I could, what she's saying, I am someone who's traveling and, and doing shows, and I can understand exactly what she's saying. Oh. I don't want to be there for five extra days, ten extra days in whatever the government of the Dominican Republic is going to put me in. So I am telling you, so she's got to go to her friend, and this might end the friendship. It might. And, and yeah, it could. It could end the friendship. It really it, could. You know, I had something very similar with a friend of mine. It 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 didn't end. We just kind of like stalemated a little bit. Mm. But she was having her. She was getting married on Thanksgiving, and my grandparents were declining in health. 
Thank God I went to spend Thanksgiving with them because they both of them were not alive for the following Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Like I had to explain her. She's like, you're one of my closest friends. But I also, why would you have a wedding on Thanksgiving? And then I had to make the decision. Like I had to take a, I, you know, I was on TV at the time mm-hmm. very regularly. I'm like, I have to decide like with my small break, do I go to your wedding or do I go spend time with my grandparents who fucking raised me? People don't, when, if people are, if people are inconsiderate and don't have the mind to not do inconsiderate moves, like have a wedding on a Thanksgiving or have a thing in DR when we're in a pandemic, they're not going to understand anything, baby. So protect yourself. If she called. Yeah. And, and if you call her and you say, Hey, how are you feeling about, the DR and the pandemic and with what's going on. Like, just get them talking. Let's have a conversation. Don't, don't say, Hey, what do you, I, I think there's a not, there's a way that would sound judgmental and there's a way to say it to a friend. Hey, what are you thinking with the, with the bachelor bachelorette party? Have you, have you guys had any thoughts of changing things around because of what's going on and, and talk. So then you get them talking. And because I do think if she said, Hey, we didn't even think of that, and we didn't even think of people being uncomfortable. We're still going to go because her, on her honeymoon, she might go, yeah, I'll take an extra few days off. Like That's the thing. Her sister, who's the maid of honor, doesn't give a shit. Right. The, the, she, this person writing in is an adult who wants to go but also wants to be able to come home and you know work from home if they have to, if they get coronavirus. So, hey, have you thought of Miami? Has there has it been discussed? Right. Like if, if this person might go, didn't think of it that way. Um, I now I'm seeing, you know, my you know my sister was never going to warn me about this because she's in college, she doesn't give a fuck, and maybe we'll, we're we're going to talk it over. But at least your friend is now in touch with the, a, a, a vibe because I'm sure this person didn't write to me first. I'm sure there's another group chat that is without the the bride that they're all talking shit and getting nervous together, and they're probably getting right. each other nervous. Right, right. J yeah. Train Podcast at gmail.com. We'll do one more than a screenshot email. Is that okay? I can't wait. Love it. So here we go. Um Okay, I like this one. This is called I Thought Hinge was supposed to be quote unquote different. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dearest Papa JT and guest. Wishing you a lifetime supply of the softest feathers. Now to my questions. Why do guys send likes on Hinge and then never send a message when you match with them? I understand why that happens on Tinder and Bumble. Tons of guys are just swiping right on everyone. But on Hinge, you have to pick a specific thing to like in a profile, and there are only so many likes you get a day. I thought that would make the likes different slash more meaningful. Also, is it wrong of me to expect the guy to start the conversation if they like my profile? Whenever I like a guy on Hinge, I comment on something in their profile as a way to start the convo. So when a guy just likes a picture and says nothing, I match with them and wait for them to start the conversation since they liked me first. But most of them, most of the time, the match just sits there and no conversation ever happens. Thanks. Slowly becoming unhinged. Yamanika, what do you think? Get off of these dating sites. I cannot stress it yeah. enough. Go meet people in person. There's still people running around here. Yeah, and also stop having expectations of the apps that are beyond what they are. These are, you know, the the idea, and I hear this all the time. Hinge is a is is a relationship app. Tinder's for hookups. Guys go on My apps to meet women. On fucking Hinge, he's a fuck boy. Yes. He's a dirty, <laughs> dusty ass fuck boy. I'm telling you. 
He, him, and a couple of other people I know. I, I know some guys who I mm. when they go hinge, I go, oh hinge. This is why hinge is going unhinged. Is because <laughs> they're you. The, but the, the I, here, here's the thing. I, I as a person myself, okay. You like every what this person needs to understand that no app is different from the next. Nobody's going. Right. You're not getting a different type of guy. You're not getting a different type of woman. Everyone's on there to meet and just and see what happens. So let's let's start at a baseline that as a person who is on Hinge himself, I have liked things. When you like things, you get the match. Now every step in the dating app process is a new swipe. So it becomes, I like this picture. Oh, we've matched. Now let me see if I like them enough to talk. Now we talk. Now let me see if I like them enough to 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 give my number. Now we text. Now let me see if I like them. And, and I know when I say like them, listen, anyone can be liked by anyone. I'm not saying that they're good or bad. I'm just saying, is this experience enough to every moment in the dating process is a swipe right or left? So if you're living in a world where it's like me and now we're in, you've skipped 7,000 swipes. That is, and so I think your expectation needs to be different. And what she's saying, again, this comes back when she goes, when I like a comment, what you do, fine. But you even said, I also is it wrong of me to expect to, to the guy to start the conversation if they like my profile. It's wrong of you to expect anything. It's okay of you to like it when someone starts a conversation and not like it when they don't. That's okay. Yamanika, you got something? I, I'm sorry. I, this question comes in so much where it's like, Oh, you're trying to like gamify the gamified apps. Like you can't game this shit. It's the same thing. Well, that's the thing. I think every app is promoting itself as different. Bumble. Oh, the woman takes the first chance. Mm. This one, the guy does this. Oh, only for pet owners and people who have cats. <laughs> and it's like it's all of this. Go outside and meet yeah. somebody. The, the the reality is, is a lot of. There are, I'm sure, some good people on these apps for sure. There's no mm. absolute with anything. But also, you got to understand that there's people that are bored on these apps that just run around trying to get likes on these apps. Totally. Nobody's really verifying the age of people on these apps as much as they say you got to be 18. There's kids that can get on these things and play around. So when you never know what you're encountering. I think what's important for people to do is let's. I know we're in a quarantine situation. I know dating apps have gone up because of that. But don't give up hope that who you need to be with or who is right for you in your life is somebody that you will meet in person. And have fun with your friends. I mean, that is like the I, I, I say this all the time and it's like it sounds like the like the most hokey advice all the time. But if you have fun with your friends, fun introduces fun. People go, you're out with your friends or you're talking with your friends. You're on a walk with your friends. You're just and besides meeting other people, you start to see oh, this is what it feels like. This is the feeling I want. This is what, and and I think that is something that is underrated. We forget what we want to feel like with these dates. You go on the date, you go, well, that was okay. And it's like, did it feel like you you were with a friend or not? You don't even remember because you haven't seen your friends in a year because you're so busy treating this like a job. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Rothy's. This is the year. You're going to climb that mountain. You're going to write that play. You're going to finish that class credit. You've got a lot of ground to cover in 2022. Get yourself shoes that will last the whole journey. Rothy's shoes are crazy comfortable and machine washable, so your fresh start stays fresh all year long. I wore my Rothy's tonight. Love them. The driver's shoes, 
are amazing. They look good. I get compliments on them. They're super comfortable. There was never a period of time where I was like, oh, I'll get used to them. No, I was used to them right away, right out of the box. They were so comfortable and they're dressed up, but in a casual type of way. I could wear them. With, I wore them tonight with black pants and a shirt out to dinner with my family. And my mom couldn't stop talking about it. She loved them. Take your pick from insanely comfortable flats, sneakers, loafers, ankle boots, and more in men's and women's styles. And it's not just shoes. Rothy's also has stylish washable bags, wallets, and other accessories. The best part? Everything Rothy's makes is better for the planet. They've repurposed millions of water bottles into their signature thread that goes into every single one of their products. Hit the new year in stride with a fresh pair of Rothy's. New customers get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash jtrain. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash J-Train. J-Train podcast at gmail.com. J-Train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Yamanika Saunders. Go follow immediately at Yamanika on everything. So funny. Live live with Yamanika every Friday night at 10 o'clock. Okay, let's do the screenshot email. I sent it to you before. You ready, Yamanika? Yes. Okay. What even is my question? Screenshot email. Jared and fabulous guests, happy new year, feather, feather. Thanks for being such a light in this world and sharing your talent with us. Oh, that's way too kind that's to get right. right, to get right into it. I'm a little sad this week. Things were called off with a guy I've been seeing for three months. We're both 25. We met on hinge and live an hour and a half apart. <laughs> I'd, I'd become a Scrooge of the apps and it, I'd be, I've become a Scrooge of the apps. Uh, and admittedly, I was the worst on them and hardly responded to guys. I don't want to over-romanticize the situation. It probably was just a fluke, but this man caught my attention. Because of where we lived, I initially didn't expect us to make it this far or even pass a date or two. We talked every day, and I quickly became used to always waking up to a good morning text from him for three months straight. I felt like things were going really well despite the challenge of the distance. We have a ton in common and enjoy the same activities, and we were looking forward to skiing slash snowboarding together this season. At the start of us talking, we both lived with our parents. December 1st, I moved into my own place with my dog. I have a decent job that I started in August, and I'm pretty independent. I've actually been working on not being too independent and knowing that it is okay to need other people. He just graduated with his bachelor's degree and is applying to grad school, aiming to start fall of 2022. Last week, he came up to my place, and from my perspective, everything felt great. We went out to dinner, and the conversation was as easy as usual. Walked around downtown, watched a movie, had sex. When he left, he kissed me and said, I love kissing you. I'll see you soon. Okay, now for the screenshots of how things ended. I mean, we went from I'll I'll see you soon to how things ended. Okay, now the screenshots of how things ended with him claiming that he needs to focus on himself. I don't know if I even have a question or if I just need a J-train pep talk or tough love. I'm just so baffled by the whole thing and feel more heartbroken than I'd like to admit for something that was never even official. Are things that he's saying legitimate or just excuses? I remember having a post-graduation what-now quarter-life crisis myself, so I'm trying to be empathetic, but it's hard. These messages make things seem pet, uh, pretty final, and it's just abrupt for me. Any wisdom you can offer would be appreciated. So you, you ready to read these, Yamanika? Yeah, who do you want me to be? I'll be him, you be her. You ready? Okay. Ah, you said you're getting your new ski boots. Uh, your new, new boots, not ski. Let me start again. Ah, you said you're getting new boots, not skis, LOL. And we lost two to one, but I was pretty drunk and still scored. 
Yes, smiley face. I just haven't treated myself to those yet. Laughing emoji. I want to come back to Margaret. Is it Margaret? Marquette. Marquette, Marquette later. Yeah, we'll blank that out. Let's we'll blank out the areas. So, yeah. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Start over again? No, no, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I want to come back to blank later in the season when more of the mountain is open. <clears throat> that counts for something. Uh, laughing emoji. Glad you had fun. Kissy face emoji. Good and morning. The, I don't yeah. know what emoji that is. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, it kind of sucks that everywhere around doesn't have much open. And yes, it does. And morning, upside down smiley face. I agree. So I feel really lame even asking this, but is everything all right? Maybe it's my perception, but I just feel like you've been shorter with me the past few days. And to be honest, it was making me a little uneasy. So I wanted to get that off my chest. No, your intuition is spot on. I mean, right away. It's like, <laughs> nailed it. I've been weird. No, your intuition is spot on. I've been kind of distancing myself a little bit. Just with looking forward at the next chapter of my life with grad school on the horizon, which I'm looking mostly in a different, which I, I, which I'm looking mostly in a different states because I want to get out of blank. I just don't think getting into a relationship is my best choice right now because I've done long distance in my past and I wasn't a fan of it at all. I just need to take this time for myself and focus my energy and effort on myself. I've never been truly selfish my entire life, but I feel uh, I felt like I needed to do this for myself. It's nothing against you at all. You're an amazing person and have such a kind heart and good soul. I mean, did he spell soul like the yes, shoe soul? Yes, okay. Yes, he did. I've never. I've never. I've, I I've really. School he going to. I've really enjoyed your companionship, and I just want to be honest with what I've been thinking about. Well, that's unfortunate. It makes me pretty sad. Not that you're focusing on yourself. I think that's great, but that you don't think that I could be a part of that and cheer you on. Also, it just feels shitty. Um, <clears throat> hold on, shitty because you've had plenty of opportunity to say something. And maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like I deserve some more communication than you just slowly distancing and trying to fade yourself out after three months of talking every day. We were basically already functioning as, as long distance. I feel like I'm a pretty easygoing person and along for the ride on pretty much everything. And it stinks you feel that way considering I don't even know where I want to eventually settle down. But if you've already, I'm so angry at this point. I just want to get to this. This is not, that's me saying that, that I'm yeah, angry yeah. because yeah. I, I, okay. But I've already made my mind, uh, but I'm, but you've already made up your mind. I'm not trying to change it. I obviously want someone who wants to talk to me and spend time with me. I'm sorry. I should have been more honest with you once I started thinking deeper into it. And those thoughts only started about two to three weeks ago. It's just hard being long distance and needing to plan times to see each other. It's not something uh, I'm willing to continue doing. You deserve someone that will give you that also. But at this current moment in my life, I don't think that is me because I have uh, my sights elsewhere with life goals. I guess I'm just wondering why you even bothered coming to see me last week when you already were already thinking that. You're right, though. It definitely isn't 
easy having to plan time to see each other when there's distance. It takes me time to open up fully. And like I said, I am sad, but I don't regret this time either. I came to see you because I really do enjoy spending time with you and we have a lot in common and it takes me time to open up fully as well. And I don't regret it either besides not telling you sooner what I was feeling. Yeah, it seems like it was really easy for a while and I loved how much we have in common. I'll definitely miss talking to you every day. I think you're a pretty genuine man. <sighs> and had a lot of the traits I was looking for in someone. I felt the same way that you have uh, that you have a lot of traits I was looking for, and I will miss talking with you as well. Thank you for the compliment. I think you're a wonderful woman that says what she thinks uh, and is always looking at things half full and positive. Thank you for being so kind and warm-hearted. Okay, Yamanika, what do we think? What's our what's our talk with this person? How do you feel? I mean, I have some thoughts on what went on here, but I'll I'll give this the floor to you. Um, I think it's, I'm going to talk to her, but I'm going to talk to talking to everybody, uh, mm. especially women. And especially I'm also talking to myself. The problem is that women don't, a, a lot of women don't put value into who they are. If you're putting value into who you are, then, you know, like, <clears throat> If I have if, if if I have a Tiffany's ring, right? Mm. And I'm wearing that Tiffany's ring and somebody goes, Oh, can I see that Tiffany's ring? Can I hold it? You go, No, no, this is my Tiffany's ring. I can't I wouldn't just give it to you. I don't know you, I don't trust you, right? It's something that I hold sacred. I only let a few people we remember this as kids when we had like a toy that we really liked. We'd only let a few people like hold it and then we watch it and be careful about it. Anybody who would make any crazy sudden moves with our toy, we go, you know what? No, I need my toy back. No, 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 let me hold, let me get it back. And we protected that. And somewhere along the line, women stopped protecting who they are, protecting their vaginas, protecting their hearts, protecting their spirit and their space, because it, the the goal now is not to protect who I am and and let somebody who wants to come in and be a part of this sacred world that I have. It's now like, let me have, let me go find somebody that I can bring in to protect. It's like, it's all wrong. That guy is not genuine, but you also told him that he was after he was being disingenuous with you. He didn't communicate to you when you he knew he should have communicated to you and you overly communicate to him what he is doing wrong or how he hurt you when he already knows. He doesn't want to have this conversation with you because he's now chosen himself. And then he admits that he chose himself two weeks ago, two, two to three weeks ago, but he just saw you last week. Yeah. I got, women got to fucking don't get and I know we're in a different world where women are like, oh, we be progressive and don't slut shame. And if I want to have sex, I'll have sex. You, you some of you women are not built for this. Do not let a man penetrate your soul, psyche, or fucking vagina until he has made some level of commitment to you that has showed that he is there. That way, even if he turns around and becomes a fuck nugget, hmm. he, you at least have done all the due diligence for yourself to protect yourself. 
The protection part of what you're saying is totally true. And it doesn't even have to be about sex. You're totally right. Because the one thing that I'll look back to and the idea of him being genuine, it's not it's not genuine. I can understand. Listen, I can understand he's going to the next phase of life. But here's the thing. You have to be protective of yourself where you first of all. You she wrote something very important in this email. We met on Hinge and live an hour and a half apart. Okay, I know you guys had a good connection, but the idea that he's now saying, I don't want long distance and not referencing, he didn't even say in his messages, uh, you know, he didn't even lie right. In his messages, he could have said, at first I thought I would try long distance and then I would not into it. He's saying, I always don't like long distance. Well, what's that long? You're an hour and a half apart. You are doing long distance. You're doing it. You're not even like, you're not even three, four, six. Some people are long distance and it requires them to get on a plane. Yeah. A partner. You know, but, I think, uh, but again. But it's not about the, di- I'm saying, but it's not about the, sorry to interrupt, uh, Yamanika, but it's not about the distance. It's more about, you're talking about protecting yourself. And it's like, you, you know, I guess a part of, and I know I, I'm not saying to her, like, if you're dating someone an hour and a half away, it's not, long distance can work, hour and a half away can work. Hey, you text me every morning. Are you willing to date someone who's an hour, who lives an hour and a half away? Because I'm not gonna like keep this going if you don't see it out. And what he's doing now, I'm. I don't think he's been thinking of this for two to three weeks. I think you know, everything. Everything is a lie. He was just using her. And I. And I'm not saying that. Trust me when I say that. I've also been used. I've also listen. Here's one of the things that really got me that I. I want to connect to a, a relationship I had. When he says, I, have, I, I haven't, this is the first time I'm putting myself first and I haven't done that in my life. First of all, you guys are in college, how much life that we lived. She's 20, he's I, 25. <laughs> right. So what I, what I understand is I was in a relationship with someone and this person, the entire time I was with them, for, they, had, they worked off and on or barely worked. And mm. some of the conversation was like, not even that I, I didn't need anybody to take care of me, but I, but I did want a partner where it's like, you know, sometimes when we go out, I don't want to be the one footing the bill, but mm-hmm. like, you're not, <clears throat> you're not really working anywhere. So how can we expect you to ever contribute to us going out and having a good time unless you hit a windfall real quick on something. And I remember him always saying to me, like, before I got with you, I worked straight through. I worked hard for 10 months, saving up money, paying child support. And it was just like, and I would let him gaslight me with that and go, oh, you know, well, he did work really hard for 10 months. Mm. Who gives a fuck if he worked hard for 10 months? He didn't work hard for 10 months with me. Mm. I didn't really need the benefits of him fucking working hard for 10 months and having money to go and take people out on dinners and dates. But also I got with somebody when I first started talking to them said, women always expect to be wined and dined. And I get tired of taking women out on dinners and spending $40. That's when I should have known this is not a nigga for me. Cause a nigga you think spending $40 is a lot of money. Where are you taking <laughs> these bitches to IHOP? Like I'm the type of bitch that's in a bracket where nigga should be, I go to dinner and dinner, if it's one of two people, we're talking about 355 minimum sometimes. Yeah. You're complaining, and I'm not saying that as a brag. What I'm saying is if women take an assessment of what men are saying and check it 
let me stop saying women because I know men listen to and I don't want to make this a man mm. woman thing. But when, I think women have more of a problem understanding because of the way women are conditioned in society. And I've also said this, about, I just said this to a group of black women because black women have constantly been expected to expect less from black men. We've been, because we're constantly going, oh, you got to hold black men down. You got to be their peace. You know, they go through a lot of racism. You got to love them through all of that. As if black women are not ex also experiencing the same level of inconvenience because of race that black men are experiencing. Mm. We are constantly told to self-sacrifice who we are because we got to be there for black men and nobody's saying, who's there for black women. I'm saying also as women, we have been conditioned so much and told, you know, women can have, you get to be bossy and have an attitude and all these things that women should have about themselves to make sure they don't entertain nonsense. That's going to waste their time. It, you're constantly being chipped away and told, don't have this red flag go off. Don't see this as a red flag. When a guy tells you that be relaxing, don't be a boss bitch be a calm woman be comfortable for him mm. be his fucking peace and then you women walk into fucking d disaster areas what? because and the only i just want to get this clear no go ahead, go ahead go ahead go ahead sorry about the only men i've never had a conversation like this with jared because jared's a good dude i've only had conversations about what women don't do and do with niggas who are trash because they're constantly trying to cut women down so that they have a plethora of women who have low self-esteem and easy access to themselves because they're trash ass men. When that guy is telling you after the fact, all of these things he should have told you and PS only told you because you opened, you gave him the excuse. We don't even know that's the real excuse. You're the one that said, oh, you're distancing yourself because of that. And then he just ran with it. And then at the end of it, you compliment him and tell him he's a genuine dude when everything about him, you're not telling him he's genuine because you think he's fucking genuine. You're telling him you're genuine because you're still trying to sell yourself to a motherfucker who's not trying to buy you. I've also done it. He's not trying to buy you, girl. You could bring out sparklers. You could bring out all kinds of shit. He wasn't trying to buy you from the beginning, just like the niggas I dealt with wasn't trying to buy me from the beginning. But also, if I had protected myself, I would have never even gave them access to how magnificent of a person I am. Every woman needs to look at themselves. Every person needs to look at themselves and go, you know what? I'm a dynamic fucking person. And not everybody gets access to that just because they say they want access. Start being more fucking selective. Stop letting every fucking man who entertains you with a drink or gives you a little bit of a conversation that you think that guy deserves access to your fucking pussy. He doesn't. Make him fucking earn it. I, Yamanika, I couldn't say no. Do not apologize. Listen, I, I got a round of applause. I, 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 I want it. How do we put the whole thing on a T-shirt? We should put the whole, <laughs> the whole thing. Can you imagine the back of the shirt? Make him earn that pussy. Just is it say pussy on your T-shirt? Let us get smaller and smaller. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta fit it, and I I'm with you, Yamanika. And like again, do you know to your point of protecting it, earning it? She said something very specific in her email. Again, she says, 
I don't even have a question. I need a, I'm just so baffled by the whole thing. Heartbroken that I'd like to admit for something that was never even official. It doesn't have to be official for both of you to be official. It was official yeah. for you. And the biggest, I, I, don't, I hate to call this a mistake because we all do it, is we don't admit to that. She never, and, and that's protection. When you go, I'm, you're the best. I never meet guys on dating apps. You're the only one I've ever met. You, I'm in a relationship with you. I'm in a relationship with you. And I, you know, listen, I'm, 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 I'm driving these hour and a half. I'm, you're coming to my place. We're going skiing. This is great. And let that scare the guy away because let him make, make, you have to put people in a position to make them think because guys break up as they see the trouble coming. I think women break up when they see all the trouble that's been in the rear view mirror. Mm-hmm. They tr- women try and try again, and then they go, I can't keep fucking trying. I'm out. Guys see, I'm going to have to try. Uh-uh. Right. Hey, I've been thinking right. about this for two to three weeks and whatever. I think he saw uh, in the he, – he looked ahead, and you're sitting there trying looking behind going, hey, I'm trying to work on this. What's going on? And he's going, you're exactly right, and he bans. doesn't communicate. And, and the thing about it is there is – it's something I had to learn and it's, it's, it hurt. It hurts. You, when you, in my last situation, my last breakup, I looked at the woman that came after me Mm. and how nice she seemed and sweet and, and, and all of these things that I kept going, I'm not that. And I'm, I'm a bitch, like he says, and I'm mean and I'm, and I'm this. And, and I go, she is a person that he is doing all these things I asked him to do for me. He did for her. And I think we have to also be very cautious of that because this guy is a dick. My last situation was a dick. And I and not just him. I've dealt with some guys who were dicks. And I've also been a dick at some point. Mm-hmm. People don't change. So I don't want this girl to get, kind of get caught up in like, oh, was it me? What, what, what could I do? Because the same guy that he is, he's going to continue to be that to every woman. Even if there's a woman that he finally goes, you know what? I'm going to try to do. I'm going to settle and do. That is a personality fault of his that he has brought from his childhood where he never thought about himself and never put himself first. <laughs> J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Yamanika. It's, it's always the best. I love having you here. I love you. Love Everyone go follow Yamanika immediately at Yamanika on Instagram, Twitter, everything, Snapchat, uh, TikTok, the whole deal. So go follow live with Yamanika every Friday night at 10 o'clock. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. Keith sending in. We'll be back next episode. Boom.